At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome to the show, folks. It is Rush Hour, as always, presented by Bed Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host. Thank you for being with us. Remember, you can always follow along on the tweets at Danny Burke 5 and for VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, at VEASAN Live to keep up with the show. And if you didn't know, per usual, we're broadcasting live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook here in Des Plaines, Illinois, just outside of Chicago, and we have plenty to discuss. We've got the latest news throughout the National Football League. I'll tell you that momentarily in this first segment and then along with that uh, we'll kind of get deeper into some plays that I got because we had a nice winner last night with the Cardinals and I'm looking to investigate that game once again at this top of the segment so uh, we'll get into my play with the Cubs and the Cardinals after we talk about the NFL but looking forward later in the show Will Hill host of the New York City cast will be joining along in 15 minutes he's got a couple of thoughts throughout the diamond himself and then he's got some more NFL futures that he has added to his palette so we'll hit that with Will in 15 then how about 30 minutes from now co-host of odds on Amal Shaw talking college football over or out, we're pretty much going to be recapping a segment he discussed with Mike Palm on their show Odds On, and he talked about coaches that I guess he could argue are on the hot seat, and are they going to go over their win total, and if they don't, 
Will they be camped? That's pretty much the overall outlook of that segment. So looking forward to some of the top teams and coaches that fit under that category for a mall. That will be in 30 minutes. And then 45 from now, we continue on with our preview of the AFC North. We'll move on to the Cincinnati Bengals. What can this team do after falling short in the Super Bowl? Are we expecting greatness again or maybe a little bit of regression? That will be talked about in 45. But speaking of the AFC North, we told you we'd begin with some NFL news. There was some more news added to the whole Deshaun Watson issue going up into this point. So really the latest news is that the NFL announced today that it will be appealing the six-game suspension of the Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson. So they're going to be seeking a tougher penalty under the league's personal conduct policy. Now Pro Football Talk went on to say that Apparently, from multiple reports, the league wants an indefinite suspension of at least a year for Watson as well as a fine. So uh, this is, of course, not going to be the end of it. It's going to be very curious to see how the league wants to handle this because, of course, six games seems kind of like a slap on the wrist compared to what we've seen with other players and really just in comparison to how much depth this whole case has with Deshaun Watson. But that's really the latest news on the gridiron involving Deshaun Watson. I know once we heard the suspension about six games originally at Bet Rivers and a lot of other books, you saw the win total posted. And here at Bet Rivers, they had it at nine and a half. And I'm having trouble recalling where the juice was, but I personally liked it a little bit to the under, and that was going to be our next team we were going to get into. So now we may have to postpone our handicap of the Browns until the win total gets posted once again. But, man, it may take a while. But nevertheless, still like we imagined, going to be a tricky situation this season in Cleveland. But we did also go over their schedule, and if he does only end up missing six games, which it seems like it could be more, those six games, pretty favorable for Cleveland. Could probably end up 4-2 and two with Jacoby Brissett as your backup. But again, still just going to be mayhem, a lot of distractions, and probably nothing seamless going on in Cleveland this year. So not too high on the Browns, but like we said, when we get there, I'll tell you more of my two cents on the situation. But that's the latest news throughout the NFL revolving around Deshaun Watson. All right, let's get into my best bet tonight. We've got some action in baseball. There were two games that caught my attention, but one that I did make an official plan. So yesterday we got involved in this series, took the Cardinals over the Cubbies, thought that, hey, maybe Wilson Contreras, Ian Happ, would not be in the lineup because they would be traded before the deadline. However, that did not occur. Yet the Cardinals still got the job done and won 6 nothing. We talked about Keegan Thompson struggling on the road and the Cardinals having a good opportunity at home with those bats, and that's what came to fruition. And I know you're going to kill me, Cubs fans, and as a dire Cubs fan myself, it's killing me again, but I have to go back to the well and consider the St. Louis Cardinals here. So you got Miles Michaelis now taking the bump in this situation. Last night we trusted Wainwright because he had been very solid at home and Michaelis, I mean, he's been really good all over the place, but he has even been better at home where he's got an ERA of 231, a weighted on base average of 245, and then his FIP, very respectable at 354. Now, if you look at his overall numbers, pretty strong, 8-8 eight eight this season with an ERA of 2.86, a whip of 0.99, his FIP, it's fine, 368, his Sierra is teetering a little bit too high, but you can deal with that. It's at four flat. Now, Michaelis has faced the Cubs twice this season, once at home and once at Wrigley Field. At Wrigley Field, he went five innings, allowed eight hits, four earned runs, along with four strikeouts. The Cardinals, 
they still managed to get the dub. The offense came in plenty. 14-5, uh, the Cardinals managed to win that game. And they got the Cubs at Busch Stadium. And in that game, Michaelis went six innings, allowed just four hits and one earned run in that matchup, along with tagging up nine strikeouts. Cardinals won that game 5-3, to three, so Michaelis has enjoyed playing the Cubbies this year, as have many teams. As for Chicago, Justin Steele, the southpaw, will be taking the bump. We talked about him yesterday because he's, like I said, one of the two when Stroman was injured, but now one of the few pitchers that you would look to back if you were looking to trust the Cubs, but really you only want to trust these guys against comparable teams, I guess even strength-wise, or inferior squads, but there's not that many teams below the Cubs right now, but more importantly, Steele's kind of a value guy you want to trust at the friendly confines, not on the road, because he has been worse on the road with a 471 ERA, and his Woba's over 300, it's at 327. Now, his FIP is actually telling you he should be doing better on the road. It's at 356, but uh, he did go up against St. Louis once. It was at home, so he hasn't seen him at Busch Stadium yet. But when they did face each other at Wrigley Field, he did go deep. Seven innings, allowed seven hits, two runs, one strikeout only. The Cardinals still managed to win that game 5-3 to three in 11 innings. So Steele kind of goes back and forth. I mean, it's, it's really hard to get a gauge on him, I think, in this particular situation on the road against a Cardinals team that thrives against lefties at home. They're number one in a lot of categories. We'll get to that in a second. But if you're looking at the broad scheme of things for Justin Steele, here are his numbers. He's 4-7 this season with a 3.86 ERA. He's got a high whip, walks and hits per innings pitch, 1.43. His FIP, solid, 3.54. He's walking a decent amount of guys. He's over four. You don't really want to be crossing that over four boundary for the walks per nine innings. Steele's at 4.2. His BABIP a little bit too high, 311. Ideally, you could get that below 300. And his Sierra is higher than Michaelis. Justin Steele's is at 4.18. So nothing that's just terrible on the side of Steele. It's just maybe he's prone to being a tad bit more volatile. And I mentioned how the Cardinals could really take advantage in this situation because at Bush Stadium against left-handed pitching, the Cardinals are number one in baseball. They have an 836 OPS a 359 weighted on base average, and a 141 weighted runs created. Plus, the Cardinals are loving facing those lefties at Busch Stadium with a lefty and Justin Steele, who they've already seen once, who can be prone to having bad starts. You got to think they're going to be chomping at the bit to attack him tonight. As for the Cubbies, they're seeing a righty once again on the road. We talked about this a little bit yesterday, but the numbers get worse for the Cubbies when they hit righties away from Wrigley Field. Their numbers have now moved to hitting righties on the road to 689 OPS, 303 WOBA, and then their WRC Plus is at 94. What I also mentioned yesterday about the Cubbies and their batting splits, specifically at Busch Stadium, not been too great. Their numbers now at Busch Stadium moved to 645 with their OPS on the year, 284 WOBA, and then their WRC Plus moves down to 82. So the Cubs have been hating to play at Busch Stadium. And really quick, in case anyone's just unaware, the Cubs' bullpen does have an ERA of 407 and a whip of 131. Cardinals looking strong with their bullpen as of late, 364 on their ERA and a 123 whip. So obviously I kind of told you where I was leaning, but I virtually did the same thing because yesterday we took the Cardinals minus 165. Very early this morning, I took a minus 167. I know it's kind of a, a tough lay there. It's a very high price, but it's the same thing. The pitching advantage goes to the Cardinals. The hitting advantage very much goes to the Cardinals, 
who has more to play for? Yeah, the Cubs still have a lot of guys who are going to try, but the playoff contention is real for the home team. Now, the Cardinals did open about minus 175, and originally you saw some movement actually going toward the Cubbies, but as we've progressed throughout the day, it's gone back towards St. Louis. When I got in here to the sportsbook, I saw it like minus 190 at Bet Rivers. Now it's come down to minus a buck 80, and I, I get that that's even steeper. So if you don't want to opt into laying minus 180, like we suggested yesterday and you were able to cash in on it, consider the run line. Right now with St. Louis, you're getting some plus money at minus one and a half at the odds of plus 112. And if you're scared about the run line, you could always do the minus one for the run line at Bet Rivers. Earlier, I saw it at about minus 125, and it's something that I considered, but I was willing to lay the minus 167 to bank on the Cardinals getting the job done once again against the Cubbies. And look, even though they still have, being the Cubs, Contreras and Hap, it's still a bullpen that just got depleted because of the guys they shipped away. And you're getting to that point of the season where, of course, there's no hope for this team to make the postseason. It's not that they're just going to fall over and give up, but the Cardinals have a little bit more incentive here. If you're curious about the total, by the way, open date ticked up to 8.5. Hotter day there in St. Louis. Wind's blown out a tad bit. There is some juice on the 8.5 to the under minus 117. But all in all, like I said, my play tonight is going to be on the St. Louis Cardinals minus 167 is the bet that I made and the lone bet that I'm making tonight on the diamond. So we had a nice couple of winners uh, Monday with the Yanks, Tuesday with the Cardinals. We're going back to the well, hoping St. Louis can come through for us once again. Steve Price, but uh, we cashed yesterday. Let's hope we can do that once again. So that's going to wrap it up for my play in baseball this evening. Stick around, though. we got a little bit more baseball action to go through. How about Will Hill? You know him, host of the New York City cast. He's got some thoughts post-MLB trade deadline, and he's got some thoughts on the games tonight. And we'll talk plenty of football with Will. This guy's been betting week one games for a while, but we'll get deeper into the futures department with him next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion that focuses on your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts that are designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. And you've got these city casts available in Chicago, in Denver, Detroit, Los Angeles, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. So make sure you subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts available, and you'll be set up with multiple episodes a week and great local sports betting content. All righty, well, speaking of some of that great local sports betting content, you've got to cover it out in the East Coast with our next guest here on Rush Hour, and that is Will Hill, at not the Will Hill on the tweets. He is the host of the New York City cast, and Will, I'm sure you have had quite the busy week, especially with everything coming down to the wire with the Major League Baseball trade deadline and all eyes were on the Yankees. What is this team going to do? Well, they picked up a couple of nice pieces. Ben Attendee, Matas to help out with that starting rotation. Uh, what was the biggest acquisition that moved the needle for you with the Bronx Bombers? Yeah, first of all, Danny, I, mean, I think we got to enjoy it while we can with the the, uh, the baseball teams because before you know it, it's your Bears, it's my Jets and Giants here. I don't know how much winning they're going to do between those three teams, so got to enjoy the <laughs> Yankees much. and the Mets you know, being relevant while we can. I just think the Yankees kind of checked all the boxes. They added two relievers. Uh, their bridge to Holmes in the bullpen has really taken a hit with King getting hurt, adding Montas to fill in for Severino. Uh, I think is a big acquisition. You always worry a little bit about somebody who's pitching in Oakland in front of 4,000 people, in front of nobody, uh, going under the bright lights in New York. But Montas has good stuff, a lot of strikeouts, a lot of ground balls. And then Ben Attendee, who's doing, to be fair, he's done nothing in a week here for the Yankees. got one hit, can't get the ball out of the infield. But a left-handed bat, a guy who's played in Boston, played in big games. So I think they did a nice job rounding out their team. Uh, they didn't go for the splash like San Diego with Soto. Otani, you know, the Angels were taking offers on Otani. They didn't go that route, but I think they did a lot of moves here on the margins to sort of round out their team and put themselves in a position where, look, they're, they're flawed, but I think all these teams are flawed. I think the champion will come down to Yankees, Mets, Dodgers, Astros, and Braves, and I think you have to include the Padres in that conversation now. Yeah, and I mean, looking at the National League, we know the Padres made a bunch of big, uh, big moves, and you were kind of wondering what was going to happen with Juan Soto. And for a second, you thought, oh, like like you were mentioning, I mean, maybe it was going to be the Yankees, and then maybe it was going to be the Dodgers. And the Dodgers, what they did, well, they brought in a struggling Joey Gallo. So uh, we'll see if he can kind of switch things up, get on a good path with a different scenery. And I mentioned the Dodgers too, Will, because it looks like you've got some interest in their matchup tonight, 8.45 p.m. Central timeout 
out here for us in the Midwest. The Giants are a home underdog, not shocking. They're plus 140, and then we see the Dodgers minus a buck 65. And I like that you had some interest in this game because I was going to talk about it a little bit in the first segment, but ran out of time. I was looking at the Dodgers in this spot. Ultimately, didn't get there because Alex Cobb's numbers. He struggled against the Dodgers. The ERA is not great, but then his FIP is showing you that he could be due for a good start. But man, Urias has just really had a good grasp against San Francisco this year. Yeah, Cobb's a guy who never seems to pitch up to his underlying metrics. Like his normal stats just uh, are always, you know, falling behind his uh, his advanced stuff for whatever reason. Bad luck, uh, you know, whatever the case may be. But to me, this is a cheap enough price to lay it with the Dodgers. Did it last night. Uh, I've been playing him here a, a few times against the Giants. It's clear that Giants magic from last year is worn off. The 107 wins, they're not duplicating that. They're not going to come close to that. They could have easily been sellers at the deadline here uh, with Rodon and Peterson. I'm sort of surprised they sort of played it in the middle here. They didn't really buy, didn't really sell. Um, to me, they're just not a good defensive team. And if you give this Dodger team extra outs with all the firepower they have now that they're healthy with Betts and Freeman and Turner, I mean, between the Padres and the Dodgers, it's basically you can make it up an all-star team uh, with the, just those two squads combined. So uh, I think this price is cheap enough to entice me here on L.A. All right, I'm right there with you. I do think the Dodgers are the right side tonight, so I'll be sure to sweat that one out with you, buddy. And I know you'll be sweating out quite the fun game, maybe a fun game tomorrow, with the NFL Hall of Fame game, the first of the preseason games. You got it's It's like a... Uh, obligatory bet right I mean it's the first football game of the year and we got the Raiders and the Jags my friend and Las Vegas lane two in the hook they're now up to minus 139 on the money line Jacksonville plus 114 total is a short one at 30 in the hook uh, are you playing it and uh, is it more because you feel like you have to play it or do you actually see a convincing angle here yeah I mean I was prepared if we did the show a week ago two weeks ago three weeks ago I said hey the under is a great trend in this Hall of Fame game 33 and a half I think it might have been 34 and a half. Uh, this is typically just sort of a walk through a very low scoring game. But this is sort of like Army Navy where every year it goes under and people are onto that trend. I think they made it to a point where the under is certainly unplayable. And if anything, I would go over here 30 and a half. I mean, like, think about it. You're going to sit here. Not that you have to watch the whole thing, but for three hours, basically nothing has to happen to stay under 30 and a half. I mean, 17, 14 beats you, 16, 15 beats you. Those are still low scoring games still that would go over and uh, I'm sure we're not going to see, you know, the the starters for both teams. But uh, in terms of the Jags, they still have Bethard. They still have Jake Luton, both guys that played a long time. Not a long time, but, you know, have started, you know, a dozen plus games in the NFL. Uh, in terms of the Raiders, they have quarterbacks that have played in the NFL with Nick Mullins. Uh, Stidham, who's OK, he's not great. But to me, this is just such a low total. You can it's over or nothing for me. All right. Well, let's a little bit deeper into the season with a win total and what we're counting on for regular season games. I want to mention the Denver Broncos here. Now, this team certainly has a lot of hype, but it's kind of tough because they're in the hardest division in football, being the AFC West. And it got tougher for them because they're losing one of their receivers. Tim Patrick tore his ACL yesterday. A huge blow uh, to that Broncos offense. I know they still have weapons there, but still would be a nice addition to have them out there on the field. The win total, at least at Bet Rivers, will right now is at a flat 10, and it's over under minus 110 each way. I'm sure you can find some 9.5s. I'm sure you can find some 10.5s. But why did you have some interest in betting this win total with Denver? Yeah, I mean, as we know, this is a brutal division. I've been following football for a long time, as you have, and boy, I can't remember a division that's not only as good as this, but even close to as good as this division. So they're all going to beat each other up. That being said, 
I just don't buy the idea that Russell Wilson is washed up. He's too young. He was too good too recently. Remember, 2020, we were doing shows together, middle of the season. He's like minus money to win the MVP. Had a bad end to that season. Okay, last year he gets hurt. He clearly came back too soon, didn't play well. But towards the end of the season, he started to look like the Russell Wilson of old. And I just think, you know what? Sometimes marriages go stale. We saw that with Rodgers and McCarthy in Green Bay. Uh, I just think getting out of an antiquated system with Seattle where they're just trying to run the ball down your throat constantly, get him in a, a more pass-happy offense, give him some weapons, like you mentioned, Judy and Hamler and Cortland Sutton, uh, a defense that's still pretty good. You know, they have a very good home field advantage. To me, this is a team that's underachieved for the last few years. You know, sort of like the Vikings, where every year we're like, oh, man, Broncos, this is their year. They're going to go over. They're going to be pretty good, and they just seem to disappoint. Uh, I think that, that Denver has a big season in front of them. To me, like you said, there's a difference there, nine and a half and ten, because this could certainly land ten. But I do think they are a ten-plus win team, even this, even in this tough division. So uh, I'm high on the Broncos here. I think they have enough playmakers on defense, new coach, weapons. I think Wilson's got plenty left, and I even think if you're looking for an MVP, not a long shot, but Wilson, sixteen to one, fifteen to one, something like that. Uh, we know this. We know it's going to be a quarterback. You know, it, it's been. Rodgers at long odds. You can get you know decent odds on some of these if you pick the right guy. So to me, Wilson at fifteen to one is worth a sprinkle here. Well, if you got to play devil's advocate to yourself, and let's take just the fact that they're in a tough division out of the equation, what could be one reason that the Broncos may maybe struggle this year internally? What would be that reason? Yeah, it's a good question because you know. Anytime you like an over, you can just sort of easily look at it and say, hey, a couple injuries, and this is easily going under. So usually, generally, I try to play more unders than overs. Uh, I would say it's two to one, three to one. I play unders to over. So uh, the quickest answer is injuries. If Wilson misses a month, how good does my bet look? If you know the offensive line starts to get hurt, we know this. There's going to be injuries. Uh, everything looks great right now. I mean, you see these, this on Twitter, all these beat reporters t- tweeting out, this guy's going to have a great year. This guy looks great. Everybody looks great in training camp. Uh, we'll see by week three, week four of the season when there's a bunch of injuries. So injuries is always an answer. I don't. I think they're solid on defense. I don't think they're great. I think they played more ball control last year, which helped them, you know, sort of keep their numbers down. But I don't know that they're a great defense. They're a solid defense. So uh, injuries, defense. Look, Wilson didn't play great the last couple of years. Maybe I'm wrong, and maybe he doesn't have anything left. But uh, I feel pretty good that Wilson will have a big year. All right, there he is, Will Hill, folks. You can follow him on Twitter at NotTheWillHill, host of the New York City Cast. Will, what can we look forward to for the remainder of the shows this week? We got Ian Eagle coming up, Aaron Schatz, uh, a, a cast of thousands. So vcin.com slash podcast, check it out. Beautiful. We'll be looking forward to that. Absolutely tuning in. Great content, Will. Appreciate the time. See you guys. Appreciate it. You got it. Hey, folks, look at the AFC West. We're talking about it. Will's high in the Broncos are plus 270. If you think they do get over that win total of 10 and even get themselves in maybe a nice position to get out on top of that division because the Chiefs are the short shots, plus 170. Then you get the Chargers sandwiched in between at plus 225. And, hey, don't forget about the Raiders at the bottom of the AFC West at plus 650. But Will see over 10 said, hey, maybe consider a little bit of a flyer. Russell Wilson, MVP, currently at Bed Rivers. His odds, 15-1. to If they get off to a night start, you got to think that's going to be decreasing sooner rather than later. All right, we're going to keep the combo going in football, but let's move it to college football. Co-host of Odds On, Amal Shaw, talking win totals and who could be on the hot seat. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the sports betting network. 
the VEASAN College Football Guide is out now. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of all 131 teams, which includes team trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations. Plus, our best season win total bets, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff predictions. The only way to get access to this year's football betting guide is to become a VEASAN All Access subscriber. So sign up early and you get a discounted $175 deal and you'll receive the college and pro football betting guides along with full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or you could join us for $40 a month and see everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. So go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your betting options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Well, folks, speaking of college football, we are almost getting to that time. It's the month of August, which means games are getting closer and closer. So let's get deeper into it here on Rush Hour. Again, I'm Danny Burke, your host, but we're going to take it out to Las Vegas to talk to our guy, Amal Shaw, who you can follow on the tweets at Amal Shaw 1 and catch him co-hosting Odds On alongside Mike Palm here on VEASAN Monday through Friday. So, Amal, uh, as you clearly know, both are, we have the same producer for our shows, right? Britton Hess and him and I, both uh, alumnus of the University of Nebraska, and a very peculiar year coming up for the Cornhuskers. The odds makers are giving some confidence to Nebraska. Their win total ranging anywhere from 7.5 to 8, and Scott Frost's seat is absolutely getting warm. So I know you guys did a segment on your show, over or out, meaning are they going to go over their win total, and pretty much if they don't, will they be kicked out of the school? So when you're looking at Nebraska, like we said, win total 7.5 to 8, anywhere ranging in that direction, what are you expecting out of Lincoln this season? Can it be a little bit more excitement or disappointment yet again for Big Red? I think the number is accurate simply because, Danny, when you look at the schedule, uh, it's not really challenging. I think that's where Nebraska is going to have an opportunity to make some hay. They open the season in Dublin against Northwestern. Uh, that'll give them a chance to kind of lay the foundation for the season. But they realistically should probably start out 6-0 or 5-1. and um, There's not too much of a challenge there. The Oklahoma game uh, on September 17th in Lincoln is going to be their biggest challenge. Um, if they pull all that upset, then they go back-to-back at Rutgers and at Purdue. They handle those. I mean, this, this team is in great shape. Again, like I said, 6-1 and one or 7-0. and oh. And then the stretch is going to be interesting in November. Minnesota at home, at Michigan, Wisconsin at home, at Iowa. Um, I think Scott Frost has to go at least 1-3 and three if the team starts out 7-1 uh, and one or so with Illinois after that Purdue game. Then he's got a chance to retain his job. If not... I think there could be a changing of the guard in Lincoln. I, I think it doesn't matter who comes in, though. They just don't recruit the same way they did. Uh, you know, I think for a lot of people like myself who, who remembers Nebraska being great, uh, you know, 25 years ago, that time has changed. And I think a lot of people are just unfamiliar with how good the program used to be. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And Amal, I was kind of talking with our producer, Britton, off air because it's so fascinating when you look at Nebraska in itself because the Cornhuskers are the biggest thing in the state of Nebraska. And Scott Frost, a hometown kid coming back, trying to resurrect the university, especially in football, it was such a huge deal, and it still is, but that clearly hasn't been the case. But like we said, his seat is getting hot. The pressure has been put on. I'm kind of curious to see if, say, maybe they ended up below that win total. They got to seven wins, but they did it in a competitive fashion. I, I don't know. That might be enough to keep them there if they still look like they took a big step forward because I guess at that point, Amal, it's like, who are you going to get to replace Scott Frost? So I feel like it's got to be six wins or lower for him to get the boot almost. 
Yeah, I tend to agree with you. I think this team, if they make a bowl game, I think Scott Frost is back for another year. And I thought you brought up a really good point, which is applicable in many situations. Who do you replace him with? And I don't know if there's a definitive answer there. All right, Amal, well, let's look at another university that you thought uh, kind of fit this bill accordingly, and that's going to be Georgia Tech. So last year, not a great season for the squad. They ended up 3-9. and nine. And uh, Jeff Collins, year four, right? He could be on the hot seat. Their win total at about 3.5 at Bet Rivers, and the over is the underdog price at plus 110. The under 3.5 wins is minus 139. What are we expecting out of Georgia Tech this season? Yeah, I think it's time for Georgia Tech to already start the process of looking for a new coach. I mean, Jeff Collins is 9-25 and 25 there. Uh, he's not going to have a stellar season. When you look at their schedule, I don't think they're going to be able to win a road game all year long. Uh, I, I think he's in real trouble. And I think I think if you're the rambling wreck of Georgia Tech, it's time to move on. Look, Collins was fortunate enough to take 7-6 and six and 8-4, and four, a combined 15-10 and 10 record, and get the Georgia Tech job. I think the timing of it just worked out well. There weren't too many other people that were interested in taking over for Paul Johnson. They've never won more than three games in the season. Um, you know, I, I just think he'd have to have an incredible year, Danny. I don't see it happening. I think Tech's going to be lucky to win five games, six games. Uh, I think he's gone, and I think Georgia Tech is looking for a new coach. All right, Amal, let's kick it a little bit more east. Let's go to Syracuse. Last year, finishing uh, finishing five and seven. Their win total range anywhere from four and a half to five. When it's at five, the juice is pretty heavy on the under minus a buck forty. What are we thinking here for Syracuse, a team that will randomly kind of surprise you, but more often has some consistently down years? Yeah, I think Dino Babers is in trouble. Remember, he had that great uh, ten-win season his third year there, and then since that point in time, this program has really taken a nosedive and really just doesn't show any signs of being uh, on its way uh, to a kind of a, a situation where you think, okay, hey, we're going to be near the promised land and we're going to be able to compete with other teams in the ACC. Uh, since that point in time, you know, again, has not gotten over five wins. Danny, I'm actually surprised that Babers been able to last as long as he has. Real quickly, he's four and eight, four and eight, ten and three, five and seven, one and ten, five and seven. I mean, you know, twenty nine and forty three as a collective is not something the alums are looking for. And I just think he would have to have an eight, four, nine and three season to be able to save his job, and I don't see that happening. Okay, okay. Well, Amal, I think this next situation is very fascinating because you got an SEC team that is always going to have high expectations. We talk about Nebraska having that kind of instilled with their dominance in a lot of college football fans' minds. You have that situation with Auburn, yet their win total so low for the season at five and a half. Juice is heavy to the over, minus 159. You got a coach who, well, has really got to make his mark sooner rather than later. Otherwise, it could be getting dangerous for him potentially. Yeah, absolutely. Danny, uh, my phone cut out. Tell me, who did you say which program? Uh, with Auburn and Harson here, the oh. win total at about five and a half. Yeah, look, they, they've got the game, the Iron Bowl against Alabama. I mean, this is a program that's beaten Nick Saban five times in 13 years, uh, more than anybody else in college football. But I just don't think Brian Harson's got this team going in the right direction. They've got a challenging schedule. It's going to be a tough season down on the plains, and I think they could potentially be looking for a new coach. The big question is, Danny, what does this team do in terms of their last four or five games of the year? How competitive are they? You know, I think one of the things that, that expedites Harson getting fired is how that team in Tuscaloosa does. 
and they're going to have a tremendous year this year when you look at this um, uh, Alabama team. So I think Auburn, they lose Bo Nix, their quarterback. They bring in Jaden Daniels from Arizona State. I mean, I've never seen a more neutral or lateral move in my life. I, and even if it's lateral, it's probably a slight downturn with Daniels. So th- this program's got a real challenge on its hands. I'm looking at their schedule, uh, you know, when you get to the uh, 1st of October, LSU at Georgia at Ole Miss, Arkansas at Mississippi State, A&M, Western Kentucky at Alabama. They'll beat Western Kentucky at home. This team, Danny, could potentially, if they don't beat LSU at home, they could be looking at a scenario where they lose seven of their final last eight games of the year. Yeah, and their win total ranging anywhere from five and a half to six and a half for this upcoming season. Uh, Amal, we got one more team in about 90 seconds to go. South Florida last year, two and ten. Jeff Scott looking to turn things around. Their win total up to a flat four. Juice to the over at Bet Rivers. What are your final thoughts on this squad? Well, if you've ever seen the movie Point Break, there's a great scene at the end when Keanu Reeves' character lets uh, Patrick Swayze's character go, and he goes, he ain't coming back. And that's exactly what's happening here with Jeff Scott. He ain't coming back. There's nowhere to go. This program is in shambles. Uh, One conference win during his tenure there so far. I just don't see him getting things turned around at a level enough to where uh, this program's on the rise. I I think these are some coaching vacancies we're going to see. And it's really going to come down to, does it look attractive enough for somebody to make the move? I think the one mistake we see so many times is that coaches don't realize Hey, you got to evaluate the job just as much as the university might be evaluating you and your hire. And they are just not a program I would be interested in uh, taking on this job right now until things get going. They should be far better than they are. Probably the fifth best program in the state behind uh, Florida State, Miami, Florida, and, of course, UCF. No, not in that particular order, but they should be more successful than they are. There you have it. Amal, appreciate the time, my man. Can't wait to talk more college football with you soon. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. You got it. Make sure you tune in to Amal Shaw and Mike Palm on Odds On here on Beeson, the sports betting network. And, hey, if you didn't know, not only do they talk college football, they talk plenty of tennis. And tonight, Wednesday, you get a profit boost if you're looking to bet tennis at BetRivers. 20% profit boost on any tennis wagers. So head to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app, and you can even live stream your uh, favorite tennis players right there. But a great profit boost, 20%. One more segment to go here, folks, talking more football, but in the AFC North. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the sports betting network. Want more betting insights to help give you an edge? Well, make sure you're checking out VEASAN's Best Bets podcast. And there you can listen to daily sports betting highlights from the entire 24-7 stream of VEASAN experts who are tracking line moves along with odds, props, wins, losses, and bad beats from sportsbooks in Vegas and across the entire country. So go ahead and download the VEASAN Best Bets podcast right now at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts available. Okay, folks, it is our final segment tonight on Rush Hour. Thank you for being with us on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host at Danny Burke 5, you can follow along on Twitter. If you didn't know, we have typically been spending this final segment doing our NFL preseason previews, team by team, division by division. Yesterday, we started the AFC North with the Baltimore Ravens. And tonight, we will move on to the Cincinnati Bengals, 2-1 to one, to come out on top of the AFC North. Just a quick refresh. The Ravens are the short shot to win the division at plus 160. The Browns plus 275. Steelers at 9-1 to at the bottom. When you look at Cincinnati last year, this is a team that finished with a 10-7 record, first in the division, and completely exceeded their expectations, as we know. Uh, to finish second in the division, it's plus 220, third plus 260, and fourth 5-1, to by the way, if you want to get a little bit tricky. Notable transactions for the Bengals. Really, what they did is just boost their offensive line. Some people are kind of questioning the acquisitions because some of the guys have been dealing with injuries in the past. But, hey, I mean, that's really their biggest necessity along with the defense. But uh, that's what they addressed in the draft. They got Dax Hill, the defensive back out of Michigan, and then shout-out Cam Taylor Britt, the DB out of Nebraska. Dude's a stud. Should be really solid with the Bengals. So they got some playmakers there in the secondary. And more importantly, again, they just need to boost that offensive line. And just also to refresh, in case you didn't remember, their depth chart consists of Joe Burrow at quarterback, Joe Mixon is tailback, wide receiver core, amazing, at Chase, Higgins, Boyd, and then Hayden Hurst 
will be their tight end this season. So looking pretty good offensively for the Bengals. Can they improve defensively? And is Zach Taylor going to be a trustworthy coach? I know they made it to the Super Bowl, but I still would claim that the jury is out on Zach Taylor. Their odds to make the playoffs, the Bengals, yes, is minus 137. If you think they miss the postseason, it's plus 113. Win total for the Cincinnati team, courtesy of Bat Rivers, 9.5 is the number. The odds, minus 110 each way. Let's get into it. Winnable games, losable games, and toss-up games on their upcoming schedule. Starting with the winnable games, it starts immediately. Week one, you get either Mitch Trubisky or Pickett at home and the rest of the Steelers crew. That should be a winnable spot for the Bengals. Then week three, you're going on the road against the New York Jets. Again, we've talked about this team on paper. Yeah, they've brought in a lot of pieces offensively. I still don't trust Zach Wilson right now. I don't know if I have any faith in Salah, and we don't know how soon those young guys can click together. So that should be a winnable game for Cincinnati. Week four, you get Miami at home. You know my thoughts on the Dolphins, not high on Tua, uh, unproven head coach, and, yeah, obviously an unproven quarterback. And the Bengals, just a better team, and you get them at home. Week seven, better team are the Cincinnati Bengals compared to the Atlanta Falcons, and you will win that game in week seven. Week nine, same scenario here, getting the Panthers at home. Week 11, you could beat Pittsburgh twice. I think you'll at least be a favorite in both games, and it's post-bye week. So, yeah, you're on the road against Pittsburgh, but, again, you're getting a week off before. You'd already seen them once. That should be a favorable spot for the Bengals. And then week 14, you get Cleveland at home. We know this team is kind of in shambles right now with the Deshaun Watson scenario. But if there's a game you're going to be Cleveland, if maybe we assume at worst you split, you probably win the one at home against the Browns. And that's in week 14. So that will wrap up the winnable games. We got seven of them for the Bengals. As for the losable games, I've got three. Week five at Baltimore. Right? You'll probably split with the Ravens. You will probably lose a game in Baltimore. Week 15 at Tampa Bay, tough going down to Tom Brady's field. So that's going to be a tough spot regardless. And you do get the Bills at home, but the Bills, I think, are a better team than the Bengals. So I'll give a slight nod to Buffalo there in Week 17. All right, then we move on to the toss-up games. The 50-50 spots could go either way. Week 2 at Dallas. I really don't know what to make out of this Cowboys team this season. And that's going to be an early game. In Jerry World, who the hell knows what to expect? So that's why it's a toss-up spot. Same with Week 7 at New Orleans against the Saints. I've shared my thoughts on the Saints. I don't know what to expect out of Jameis Winston. The rest of the team looks pretty strong. You get a new coaching staff and Jameis off an injury and still just a Jameis Winston type of quarterback that we don't know how he's going to perform consistently. So toss-up game. Then Week 8 at Cleveland. That's going to be, well, if it's six games, the second week that Deshaun Watson's back, and maybe he's not. Maybe he's out longer. So pretty much everything with Cleveland is an unknown unless the one game you assume you're going to beat them at home. So week eight at Cleveland, I will classify that as a toss-up game. Then week 12 at Tennessee. Not the highest on Tannehill and company, right? They've, they're losing some players. I don't think they added enough to boost their squad. Their defense still is really not that solid, and Derrick Henry's just been a workhorse. Can he sustain another successful season up until week 12? Well, it's still going to be a tough environment, so that'll be a 50-50 game. Now, week 13 versus Kansas City. This spot is absolutely fascinating because the Bengals had the stronghold over Kansas City in two spots last year. Will this be a huge circled revenge game for the Chiefs, or will the Bengals just continue to be the more dominant team over Kansas City? And you get them at home once again. So who knows? 
I wouldn't be shocked if the Bengals win that game. I'd probably put a little bit more trust in them right now because, well, they still have a solid squad, and the Chiefs, I think, got a little bit worse. Week 16 at New England. This is one of those toss-up games because you're going to Foxborough, you're going against Bill Belichick, but I still lean to the Bengals winning this game. They should be the favorite in that spot. I don't really have that high of hopes for New England. And then week 18, you get Baltimore at home. Maybe the Ravens have their playoff position solidified by week 18. And again, hey, maybe Baltimore just really dominates you this year. So that's a 50-50 spot for me. But looking at the schedule, of course, it's going to be a little bit more difficult having gone to the Super Bowl and now having those high expectations. So I probably have this. And remember, their win total we're seeing at 9.5. I think that's the right number. But I gravitate to this going more toward the under if I had to play it. So I think they end up at about 9-8 and eight if I had to put a pin on it. So, and, and honestly, I would say, of course, that I think they end up more so to 8 wins than getting to 10 this year. I mean, yeah, you factor in the Super Bowl hangover. It's the old, maybe played-out adage. But it's true. It has some validity to it. And could it even have some more validation to it? Because it's a Bengals team that, in nobody's mind, thought had a chance to make it to the Super Bowl. I mean, I bet they're under win total, which was like six and a half, seven, whatever it was, and that team made it to the freaking Super Bowl, right? And they did that, and now that bar set even higher. Can they once again replicate that success, and can they replicate it early and often? It took them a while to get that rhythm. Is this going to be something that comes right away out of camp? And you know what? It probably does, right? If that offensive line serves some good protection for Joe Burrow, I'm sure they'll find a way to be successful. But you heard my thoughts on Zach Taylor. I, I get that they made it to the Super Bowl, and he honestly did look good in the postseason stretch, but I just still am not ready to be completely sold on Zach Taylor yet. And I don't know how much improved that defense is going to be despite them making additions to that secondary. They're young guys. Can that go immediately? Can that be a strength right away this season? I'm not so certain. So uh, with the tougher schedule, with maybe that hangover, with an unproven coach, which I think, I wouldn't look to be betting their win total over. I would only go under. That doesn't mean I'm making it an official play, but if I had to do something with Cincinnati, I would probably bet them under 9.5 wins. If you somehow get a different number around the state of Illinois, wherever you're betting, when you get like a flat 10 and you don't have to lay more than like 130, hey, yeah, maybe consider that with Cincinnati, right? I think best case scenario, they get to 10 wins, but I'm not that high on the Bengals this year. Tread lightly with teams in this specific situation. But hey, who knows? Maybe they'll prove me wrong. They proved me wrong last year, that's for sure. But that's my assessment for the Cincinnati Bengals this upcoming season. Uh, we're looking to do the Browns tomorrow, but now with the whole Deshaun Watson ordeal, their win total is not probably going to be posted by tomorrow so we'll more than likely go to the Steelers next and hold off on the Browns as long as we can and then uh, we'll start moving on a little bit deeper to college football but before we head out here on rush hour folks let me tell you one play that I did make tonight our official play Danny's dime in baseball yesterday we cashed in on the St. Louis Cardinals at 165 and we're hoping to do the same at a buck 67 now I hope you did get involved earlier either throughout the day or even in the first segment of the show because now they've gotten steamed, being the Cardinals, up to minus 190. The Cubbies now catching plus 160. Totals dip back down to eight. But I like the pitching advantage with the Cardinals and Michaelis. The Cardinals going against Justin Steele, who's performed a little bit worse on the road. And the Cardinals at home against Southpaws, 
the number one team offensively. So I think that's going to come through tonight. And if you don't want to lay the expensive money uh, money line with St. Louis, again, consider the run line. Plus 116 is the value you are getting with St. Louis. I know it's disgusting as a Cubs fan to say it, but betting on the cards tonight, that's our lone official play. And best of luck if you tagging along with that or any other bet that you got tonight. So good luck with that, folks. And we'll catch up again tomorrow for another edition of Rush Hour. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.